I just need someone to actually meet me first in like, this is a mess. You didn't expect it to go like this. I'm so sorry. You don't feel like yourself. Me neither. And it gets way better. And so that was like more of what I'm trying to do. Let's call it hard because that's what it is. But once you acknowledge that there is so much goodness in it, it's just that the hard stuff catches us off guard. And then we can't even find our way into the good places. Hey guys, my name is Shayla. Welcome to the Hey Shayla podcast. I went from full-time travel to full-time new COVID mom and holy wow, is motherhood and adulting a learning curve. There are so many decisions we need to make and a million ways to do it right. I created this podcast to interview some of my gurus to share their knowledge and empower you on your journey. Let me be your guinea pig and ask the questions that you think everyone else knows. Here, we're a little hippie, we try to do things as naturally as possible, and we don't take ourselves too seriously. But above all, we support one another and work to find what works. If you're into it, you're our people. Let's get started. Perfect. All right. Well, today on the podcast, I have Jess Hover and I am so excited because honestly, I've watched your YouTube videos. And so when I like, I think I sent you an Instagram message one time and I was like, oh, that'd be cool if she messaged me back. And then you did. And I was like, oh, I'm talking to Jess Hover. That's I know. so nice. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. And then when you said you'd be on the podcast, I'm talking to my intern and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's this week. I'm so excited. This is going to be so exciting. Oh, that's so nice. Yes, but I love it. So you are a YouTuber and you've fallen into the mommy category, which I am. Yeah. yeah. It sounds lucky, like lucky me. Yeah. <laughs> but what I love about you is that you're just so real about everything that you share. And the first video that I found of yours I got this wrong in the email. What is it? It's that's okay. It's called, it's called, I don't like being a mom. Right. Like a warm right. Warm title. But honestly, <laughs> when you're like struggling and you see that title, you're like, is she going to say what I'm thinking? And then you oh, click on it God. and you watch it and you're like, can she say these things? Yeah. But you're also so glad that you're saying these things because you're, this is exactly how I felt. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Okay. So maybe I'm not crazy or maybe we're mm. the two of us are crazy and anyone else who relates, yeah. but it was just, yeah. it was just refreshing. And so then I just started diving into all of your stuff and I was just like, this is amazing. I love, Aww. I just love how real and honest you are. So that's why I was excited to have you on because you've you since had three more children. So that's kind of what I want to talk about yeah. today. It's just like the whole motherhood journey of going from one to two to three. Yeah. The two to three was like rapid speed surprise. Here we are. So yeah, but I'm happy to talk about any of it. And thanks. I feel the same about you. And I think your, your realness is what people need and crave and like long for, especially in a time where our world has so many people even more isolated than motherhood already has us. So we're forced to be home a lot more than we would even choose to be. And so then when we're on our screens looking for any sort of hope or encouragement, it's actually most encouraging to see somebody else somewhere who's like, yeah, I just don't even, I don't even know what I'm doing, but I'm going to try yeah. my best. And I feel yeah. like you have that. It's like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm willing to share it with you. Like, yeah. what do you think? Is this good? Great. Cool. Here we are. Yes. I, yeah. We love that. We need that. So it's sometimes hard. I found that like when you share those things, cause then I feel like I'm just complaining a lot. Do you ever feel like that? Where you're like, sure. I actually do like this most of the time, but sure. some of the time it's really hard. And I just feel like I'm just sharing the 
Yeah, I think definitely like when I made that, I don't like being a mom video. My point wasn't to make like a real Debbie Downer video that people watch and are like, oh yeah, this sucks for me too. And then like womp womp. But it was more like when I had Eloise, so that's six years ago, I really was looking for anybody to acknowledge how hard it was and then tell me it would be good. So I was on the internet looking for things and all I could find was how amazing motherhood is, like how it is so important. It's so meaningful. It is so glorious. There's so much beauty in it, like smell your baby. And I was like, I just need someone to actually meet me first in like, this is a mess. You didn't expect it to go like this. I'm so sorry. You don't feel like yourself. Me neither. And it gets way better. And in the midst of it, here's the good stuff. And so that was like more of what I'm trying to do in, in that particular video, but really in any content I make is like, let's call it hard because that's what it is. But then also once you acknowledge that there is so much goodness in it, it's just that the hard stuff catches us off guard. And then we can't even find our way into the good places. And you feel guilty Um, for feeling that way. For sure. For sure. And, and I think there are a lot of moms who love things that I think are hard. And I think that's fine too. Like they, they're important. They're necessary. In fact, sometimes I need their perspective because I need to be reminded, like, what is so lovely about some of the stuff that is just making me crazy. Um, and you just kind of find your, your people, like the ones that relate to you in the same way that you find real life friends, like when you're out and about, that's what we're doing here. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I've definitely taken that from you. Like I, I have a few friends who think it's glorious. They are just oh, like, yeah. there's nothing They're They're, they're full-time working mothers with no babysitter because they don't want someone else raising their children. And I'm like, right. How? Right. And they're like, yeah. Oh, it's just the greatest. It's so much. And I'm like, tell me more, please just give me yeah. some of that goodness. Yeah. And so I've, I I've adapted that from you because I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. Cool. We do need that. Like positivity and that perspective really to be like, yeah, yeah. right. Those are really yeah. things. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So that tell me cool. about pre-baby life. Cause I feel like you and Sean, your husband are, yeah. I mean, he's, was he always a professional skateboarder or like what? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Um, I feel like there's so many things I could tell you about pre-baby because a lot happened, but I, Sean's from Michigan. I'm from Colorado. We met in LA. We both moved there after high school and Sean's been a skateboarder since he was a kid. And he's always been very good. Um, he's also really tall. So it's like kind of unusual to see a very tall person be excellent at skateboarding. Um, so I I didn't know that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Things are hard for him, but they don't look like he could jump down something huge, but because he's so tall, it's not going to look as huge, but it's still just as huge. Yeah. So I don't know. So there's just something there, but yeah, he's been a skateboarder the whole time that I've known him and like a successful skateboarder in the world of skateboarding, which means to a skater, he's famous to the average person. They don't know his name. (laughs) Kind of like a mom Um, blogger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, YouTuber. His own sphere of this world. He's well known. Um, and he's awesome. And we met in LA. We both worked for the same Christian based nonprofit. So they offer these courses you can take. So we both met doing a school. It was three months in LA and then three months overseas. And so I was in Thailand and he was in Thailand and China. And it was all doing like faith-based humanitarian work. So you're like teaching English and you're, I I was working with girls who had been taken out of, um, prostitution. And so I was like teaching them dances and like all these different things. You're working with organizations that already exist. 
it was so fun. I loved yeah, it. That's and then it was amazing. And we met like the best people in the world doing it. So we still, so a lot of the people that we have who are like our core friends now, all of us work together. So that was a special time of life. And, um, it involved a lot of traveling, a lot of, um, building like leadership skills, um, through that I worked with the fashion and entertainment industry here in Los Angeles. So I like I thought for a time, maybe I would pursue acting or do something. I love communication and I love um, the way that entertainment can impact the whole world. Like when you go to, I would be like in jungles in these remote places <laughs> and the kids there knew uh, the singers and the actors that came out of Whoa. LA. And I just thought like, that's so cool. There's such a really special thing about impacting people positively through those things. So I thought maybe that's what I would do. And so I was working with another nonprofit helping with production of shows. So like fashion shows or, um, concert things, I don't know, all kinds of random events and just like kept showing up. I started as a volunteer and then eventually ended up being a backstage director of shows. So then I was doing that for a long time and that was in LA and New York. And then all of that was still through nonprofit work. So not getting paid much at all, if anything, yeah. but doing really meaningful jobs that involved yeah. a lot of travel and a lot of fun. I really, yeah. really loved all of that. Um, and yeah. And then, oh, and a lot of like mentoring and encouraging. So I, through this nonprofit, had the opportunity to start something that was called Beauty Arise, which was a group of friends and I teaching girls and women around the world on beauty, identity, and value. And I just love the like mentoring style and like public speaking and stuff. Yeah. It, was, it was a lot of like really random things all layered on each other. And then at the same time, Sean had started something called Calling All Skaters. Again, it was another um, Christian-based thing where they're teaching people how to use skateboarding to positively impact the world. So it was Whoa. in all these different locations in China, in Barcelona, in South America, L.A., San Francisco, they're running these schools for skaters and then sending skaters to different parts of the world to work with other skateboarding organizations. Wow. So like I said, many things all kind of swirling yeah. around. And the reason why that matters um, even more in my motherhood experience is that many of those things came to a standstill for me once I became a mom. And I kind of had this idea of motherhood that would be like, I'm just going to add my kid to everything yeah. I'm already doing. And Barnacle, it's going to be baby. pretty seamless. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's going to like, I'm not going to need much of any of the stuff people say they need for kids. I'm just going <laughs> to grab a kid and take them around, you know, yep. and then, you know, because you're a mom, it, it just doesn't go like that, even for the most ambitious mom. And I yep. traveled a lot with Eloise once she was born. And even still, I was like, whoa my life is so not what it once was. And I can't keep living like that. I need to find my new identity in this. And so it took a lot of like surrendering what I thought was going to be surrendering who I was before and being okay with having no clue what, what I was doing and yeah. like what I was become. Yeah. Um, also one of, one of the jobs that I was working that I loved a lot came to an end in kind of a sad way of, um, without going into a lot of detail. It just wasn't what I expected the ending of it. And so that happened while I was pregnant. It, the like final, like we're oh. no longer going to have you working with us was weeks before she arrived oh and then kind of the aftermath yeah the aftermath of that was into her early months of life so I think I was also grieving something that I wasn't expecting hmm. and 
all of that, I haven't like talked openly about that, but I think all of that contributed to my real life flip. Whiplash, <laughs> when I had a, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. To have a daughter be like, whoa, what am I like? How do I do this? And will it get better? And you kind of hear that motherhood is going to, well now, okay, I will say this now, I think because of people like you and others like us who are willing to open up about some of the challenges. Now there's much more available about that. But honestly, I looked, I looked hard. I was oh, reading I blogs. It. I was looking at any video and I just couldn't find people who were talking as openly about how, how like motherhood doesn't necessarily bring on this natural joy that you thought it might yeah. like the baby, the baby bliss. Like you hold the baby and automatically feel high. That didn't happen for me right away. And I, I would look up like, is something wrong with me? Does that mean I'm depressed? Like, right. But actually that's very common. It just, I just didn't know. And yeah. so anyway, so all of that to say like my first kid, it was a, it was hard. It was great in a lot of ways and hard in so many ways I didn't expect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. and, and a couple of things. So I was just talking mm-hmm. to somebody else on a podcast about that. Exactly. Like, I feel like the authentic message is kind of new and is necessary. And like, for example, postpartum bodies, I, Mm. the first time that I saw that you were still going to have your bump after pushing out your baby, I was like, Uh, what? And now it's like common knowledge. Like if you you, totally, Oh, people love the photos too. Like it's clickbait to be able to see a photo like that because everybody knows, but yeah, I didn't know either. Yeah. And so now it's like, and, and I think if you're expecting, like I did, I mean, not even before I was pregnant, I was like, oh yeah, you have the baby. And then your stomach goes not flat, but it, you don't have a sure. bump. Well, so then right. once I started realizing that, then your expectation is that. So then postpartum, totally. when you still have a bump, totally. you're like, oh, this is like everyone else done. Yeah. And so I think that yeah. authenticity piece is like so crucial and so needed and, and happening, which I think is really mm-hmm. awesome. Um, yeah. Also, my story is so similar in that I was traveling full time. I was like, nobody depended on me. Nobody relied on me. I was gone. I was like, I felt, oh, I want to help the refugees or the Syrian refugees. Okay. I'm going to go do that. And I just like left for grace or like, I want to go to Thailand. Boom. I'm going to go to Arizona this weekend. Done. And just like total freedom, total. Mm I don't know. I didn't have bills. Cause I was not lit. I was like essentially homeless. Yeah. Cause I was just like going yep. from place to place. And it was thrilling and it was exactly how I wanted my life. And I was oh, loving no. it. And yeah. then two things, COVID and a baby. Mm-hmm. And I was the same mm-hmm. way. I was like barnacle baby. She's just going to, mm-hmm. it's going to be her yeah. norm. She's going to go. Yeah. No problem. Mm-hmm. Not exactly. Huge problem. Yeah. No, we, we got back from Barcelona. We spent three months of our, my pregnancy in Barcelona. We flew back to LA and didn't know where we were going to live yet because we had been living everywhere. We'd been staying at churches, like staying in the most random places. Um, and it was, we flew back the last possible day. The doctor would let me fly, which was (laughs) one month before my due date. And then she was born just a couple weeks later. And I was like, oh yeah, this is so fun. Like this will all work out. We didn't know where we we're going to live. Fine. I mean, I definitely had, had worry too. It's funny how life can be such a paradox of like, yeah. I'm this and I'm this, but I mostly was like, you will be fine. At one point we didn't know where we we're going to live. And I was like, Sean, we could live with all the skaters. All these skaters were living together. There were like 25 high school age skaters that we were working with. 
and they were staying in the upper level of this church, this one in the city that was like, yeah, you guys can stay here. I was like, oh, we'll stay there with the new baby. That'll be great. And even Sean, who's like way more laid back than me was like, ah, I have a feeling like, I don't know exactly why that won't work. (laughs) Nothing comes to mind as to why that won't work. But I think that I totally should look for other places to live. Yeah. So what did you end up finding? So, so we ended up moving in with my sister and her husband and, oh, they didn't have a kid yet. And they were going to be moving out of this little place. It's actually the place that we live now still, which we didn't expect that that was going to go. So we, there's a woman, a really amazing, generous woman who owns a home and she rents out the bottom level, kind of like an apartment basically. Yeah. And so my sister and her husband were renting out that bottom level. So we just joined them which right. that's kind of a dream. I love being with her. And me too. Her I lived with my sister and Seth was like, all right, we're having a baby. We got to get our own place. And I was like, do we we're like, or we could stay. Forever. Yeah. We loved it. Yeah. It was really fun. But <laughs> my sister married Sean's friend. Uh, he's our friend. He's all of our friends, but right. like they're really close. So that was great. Very yeah. convenient. Highly recommend. Yeah. No. Nope. Um, so we all, we all were together for a time, but they already knew they were moving. And so it was just a temporary piece. Yeah. And then, um, we were there for the first year and then moved to Spain after that. Um, so, but I mean, that was nice. And then we got to move back into that same house after oh, wow. we got back. So that's our home. Yeah. How long were you in Spain for? We were in Spain for two years. We had a two year visa. So that was max. And I, love Barcelona and definitely hope we can do it again. But to be honest, which it's not, it's not like it's a secret. People could go find videos of this. The transition into motherhood was already pretty like rocked me and then moving to a new country. And I didn't speak Spanish yet. Um, and I'm not amazing. at I mean, I'm much better now, but I'm not great at like recognizing my needs and asking for help ahead of time. Yeah. And so I got really depressed the first year that we were there and then ended up, um, I'm just going to speed through this part of the story, but people, if they want like a longer version, I'm, I've made videos about this, but I got very depressed to the point of being suicidal and, um, asked for help from some family, ended up going to a mental hospital for 10 days, an outpatient program when we were home for the holidays. So we ended up just prolonging our return to Spain and doing another month in the state so I could do this um, program and then get some medication and some counseling and figure out what we might need. And in that, it was very helpful because what we realized is not only did I need some, some processing, like some space to process all the life change, but more than that, we also needed some additional help with Eloise so that I could start building a social life in Spain and like Mm. really have time to learn the language. Cause Sean was living quite a high in Spain and Barcelona's number one skateboarding city in the world, like incredibly connected for skateboarders, but specifically for Sean. So his very best people were there. Um, and I was like, everything's great. Everything's great. Like, we'll make this work. This will be great. Yeah. But inside I'm like getting lower and lower. And like, I don't know why I don't feel okay. Like, I'm sure if I just, you know, yeah. keep going, it'll get better. And what I needed was more direct. Like I needed a counselor. I needed some hours away from um, Eloise and uh, Spanish. I needed to speak so that, cause I, I'm a people person in the same way you're describing yourself, like needing yeah. to talk to people and loving the podcast idea yeah. and you can have a conversation. <laughs> For me, I was like going out on the street and just craving, like talking to anybody, Yeah. but my Spanish wasn't at the level where I felt confident to do that. 
Um, so anyway, my second year in Spain was amazing. And I think, um, that was really precious because then it, it felt really redemptive and I got to leave on a high and leave oh, like, good. Oh, I'm sad I'm leaving versus leaving like, Oh, I, Thank that was God. hard and I wish yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so anyway, lots of transitions all at once, which were really hard, but then ended up being awesome. And I'm well, thankful. So I've seen some of those videos. So I know what you're talking about because okay. mm-hmm. I watch a lot of your videos. Um, but also so difficult when your partner is like yeah. thriving and you're like, yeah, I really want to be happy for you. And I am happy for you. Totally. I'm so happy, totally. but I'm not. And I, yeah. cause that's how I feel sometimes like Seth's job is doing, he's doing super well. He's like, Oh, I'm going to this training. And I'm going to get, Oh, I'm getting into this and getting into this. And I'm like, I am so happy for you. Yes. I don't know. I'm starting a podcast. Like, <laughs> it's just like, you're Look like my headphones. Oh, yeah. Did you see my new headphones? I got on Amazon. Yeah. He's like, Oh, are those beats? I was like, no, they're the Amazon no. recommended $30 ones. Okay. <laughs> yes. But it's so, it's so difficult because you're going through this transition and it is world rocking for you and your partner mm-hmm. doesn't have boobs that lactate. So like, it's harder because yeah, yeah it's like, yeah. You, yeah, you no, totally, you totally. And for me, I was like, I don't even want to say my low because I don't want to take away from your high, right. which looking back, I was, that was kind of dumb. Some of that, like, I really should have been much more open because it doesn't mean by saying it, he needs to fix it. It's more just like, I should have been open so that together as our team that we are, we could be like, okay, what help do we need? Right. But instead it was just sort of like, ah, I don't know what to do. And right. everything will be fine. We'll just keep going and hopefully it'll get better. Yeah. I think that's typical of, of new moms though, because we need so much help. And Mm -hmm. first of all, we we're kind of brain dead in the beginning because we need to be, to just do nothing else except for take care of this baby, like the mom brain. Yeah. So we, I couldn't even like process what I needed, but I knew that I wasn't doing okay. And I was just like, I don't know. And then Seth would be like, Oh, should we get a meal plan so that food can come to the house? And I was like, Oh, that would be wonderful. Like such a simple solution that you just can't come up with on your own, or you just don't know how to ask for the help. And yeah, I I definitely relate to that. All right. We're going to take a brief break to talk about expecting and empowered. Expecting and empowered is a pregnancy and postpartum workout guide. And I recommend this to everybody that's pregnant or postpartum. It's like the one thing that people are like, are you going to do that for your next pregnancy? 1000%. I was still doing these workouts. Like a year and a half postpartum and it does, it only goes to 33 weeks. Anyway, the pregnancy workouts prepare you for labor and the postpartum workouts repair you from labor. It has stretching, pelvic floor exercises, and the actual work. And what I love about it is it's created by a nurse and a physical therapist. So you know that the workouts that you're doing are safe. And sometimes when you're pregnant, you're just not sure. Now, you know, so I'm an affiliate with them. You can use my code, hey Shayla, it will get you $10 off the guides. They also just came out with a labor and delivery course. It's brand new, super exciting. If you have any questions about it, please DM me on Instagram, hey Shayla. All right, let's get back to it. So then you waited a bit for the second yeah. game. Yeah, well, we're not that careful. We Well, now <laughs> we're very careful. <laughs> we weren't that careful after a while because we were like, okay. Because when I first had Eloise, I thought, okay, I'm already in baby mode. Maybe this, maybe it's just smartest to like bang out the kids that we want. And then you're done, even though it's a whirlwind, it's like jumping into a pool and you don't know how to swim. I was sort of like, maybe there's benefit to that because we're young. We are already, we have all the baby stuff out. 
And yeah, might as well. And I loved Eloise, like as much as it was hard for me, there was so much about her that I was like, this is amazing. This is so like, I know I won't get to the, the end of my life and regret having right. you as hard is, as this is, this but that's nothing part to do of, with you. Yeah. And that's part of the hardest yeah. part is you're like, this is so hard, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. change it. And you're like, yeah, how can right. I get better if I can't, if I'm not going to change anything? Like how totally I that, know. Cause you love, obviously you love your baby and you want every, like mm-hmm. you're happy, but you're also mm-hmm. unhappy sometimes. And you're like, how yeah. can I feel both things and not want any change, but want yeah. things to be better? It's difficult. Yes, totally, totally. So we felt that for sure. Um, I, I thought it might be wise not to try and get pregnant before we moved to Spain. Cause in the move, um, it would have been a lot. And then also yeah. the first year I was so depressed that I'm really thankful looking back. I didn't get pregnant. It, we yeah. weren't trying, but like I said, we weren't that careful. So it definitely could have happened. Um, and then once we were, trying. I, it would have been our second year in Spain. We are like, okay, we could probably do this. I didn't get pregnant in the certain times when we thought maybe I would. So then, uh, it, it never got to the point of being like super sad about it. I didn't let myself go there. I think maybe because I wasn't convinced of having another one yet. I was, I was more like nervous. We'll see what happens. Um, we'll roll the dice here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so then I, ended up getting pregnant when I wasn't expecting it, which was right as we were moving back from Spain. Um, just like a few weeks before I think is when I took the pregnancy test and found out I was pregnant. And I was like, Oh, well, um, how, how nice. <clears throat> also, I was pretty panicked and I, I was pretty much like not down with moving <laughs> while being pregnant. I was like, Oh, of course, like here we are. Oh, yeah. and um, I, I was flying back to the States with just me and Eloise. Cause we had already figured out that Sean was going to be flying separately. So I was like, Oh, awesome. <laughs> Pregnant. Good. <laughs> flying alone with a kid. A toddler. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, there were elements to that, that I was like, ah, but, um, but overall cool. And then their age gap is four years and two days. Oh, wow. So that's the first gap. And then the second gap is feels like just a breath, but yeah. I think it's 15 months. 15 months. Um, so yeah, so that was a surprise. The third, (laughs) but were you, were you planning on trying for a third eventually? No plans. Sean Sean said at some point that three would be cool, but he has also said like five would be cool. And I think that was before (laughs) we had any, so I, I think we were like, maybe we had that point we'd had two, they were four years apart. Um, I, thought it was way easier having the second than the first, but it was still hard. I, I still, I mean, having a baby is just still a huge undertaking. Yeah. And, um, so, oh, but I found out I was pregnant with Jules right as LA was shutting down. Like I found out I was pregnant with Jules, I think a week or so before LA shut down and LA shut down before many other places. So that was when we found out Eloise wasn't going to be going to preschool anymore. She's going to be home with us. And I already have Wilson in my arms. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, this won't be good. I cried. I was not, I was not happy. And I wished I was, that was so annoying. I was like, oh my gosh, my baby deserves for me to be happy because I know even if I hate this, I'm going to absolutely love her, Right. but it's all going to work out. But yeah. The yeah. fears sometimes and the anxiety like is worse than what actually comes You're because you just don't know what to expect. Yeah. But I feel like a lot For of sure. people have said like babies can be totally different. Like your first baby is way different than your yeah. second. Did you find that? Definitely. 
See, for that's sure. mind yeah. blowing to <laughs> me. I'm like, oh, just going to yeah. have another Aaliyah. This is going to be so easy. Or not easy. No. But this is just gonna be no. same. Yeah. You know what to expect. No, my kids are so different from each other and it's so fun and, um, definitely challenging in certain ways. Yeah, um, for sure. Like Eloise, Eloise is a, she's a very tender, very sensitive. Like she, as a baby, I think never laughed, almost never laughed. She <sighs> smiled, but she's like, it was like the straight, I'm, I'm sure I'm funny. I was like, we are funny. Your parents <laughs> are funny. <laughs> what is going on? So that was a lesson in humility for 12 months. And then she, <laughs> she laughed. And so that was a good thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> breakthrough there. Yeah. No, but then like my daughter, Jules, the third one, I think she came out laughing. She is just, she's nonstop giggles and like, so funny. She's so laid back. Uh, she was the hardest one as far as like medically she feeding her was the hardest. She had the most health issues, most reflex, like definitely most challenging as far as the early months went. Yeah. But then once she got past some of the health things that we needed to see happen, she's the most laid back, like easiest going, she will sit and play by herself. She'll sit and eat the entire day and laugh and eat and not like what? she's yeah, she's such a sweetheart. You would, if you hung out with her, you'd be like, oh, I'll have a third kid. I might skip a second kid, but okay, I'll sure. go to three. That'll be fine. Um, <laughs> Wilson, Wilson is my son. He's the middle one. He is a joy and so funny and like loud and energy. But he, as a baby, he, I think all he wanted to be able to do was talk and run. And so he was so frustrated the whole, like all the way until he finally started being able to get his words out and like move at the pace that his body is feeling like going, (laughs) he was a grouch. He would laugh sometimes. He's so cute, but like super clingy to mom, really, I mean, adorable little guy. It was crazy about him. But as far as like ease of having a baby goes, he was just real moody, real grumpy. Like my friends were like, I don't know how you ended up with somebody that was just so <laughs> he's just, he was, he was emotional, but now he's like all fun. And he, he's always saying, just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, my I'm like, oh you just need to be able to tell jokes. Right. <laughs> and now you're fine. I feel you don't go tell yeah. Eloise a joke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. And now Eloise is, um, is really funny and talkative and like, you know, as, as my one serious baby, she's now just like silly and fun and, and oh, sweet. So anyway, but yeah, but I will say the four-year gap, a benefit of that, not that anyone needs to like time out when they have kids, but people but do. I mean, people I, think about it when the okay. perfect time to have a kid, right? There's pros and cons to both though, Always. because if you space them out, like I did, a nice thing is Eloise totally understood. Like I was talking about my pregnancy the whole time and she was so stoked. And then when I'm leaving for the hospital, she's really excited and she knows I'm coming home with a baby. And then like, when I have the baby, there were definitely moments of him crying and then her crying because she's like, make him stop. Or (laughs) she has headphones as big as yours. (laughs) And she would just put them, she would put them on and not plug them into anything just because he was crying. I should find a video of that. It's so funny. And she would just put them on. But so like, she's old enough to recognize like he, you know, this is a lot and she could go to the bathroom by herself and I don't need to wipe and you know, Yeah. but then Wilson, he had no idea she was coming. He was so confused, so upset. Um, He couldn't even walk yet by the time she got home. So I have two babies to hold. And so the challenge there was obvious, but then now like, well, I have, all the baby stuff I need because I just had him. So it was a very easy transition right. for that. Um, 
And then now they're like little buddies and I can see already that they're playing together and it's going to get even more fun with them being able to all play. So I think that's cool. I'm getting through this like really chaotic time kind of quickly. It feels like now it's going fast. Yeah. So yeah. So I don't know. There's got to be pros and cons to all of it. Oh, totally. And that's, I constantly am asking my friends. I'm like, okay, so they're two years apart. Is that okay? They're two and a half. Did you like that? Oh, three. And all of them have pros and cons, all of it. It's, and and a a lot of people say it depends on your baby. Like they'll be like, my first one was super chill. The second one was not or vice versa. And that made a difference. And yeah, I think it's just, you just, just roll the dice, just roll the dice and see what happens. Go for it. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna, you're gonna be you're going to be happy in it. It's going to be hard and you're going to be happy in all of it. Exactly. My, I will say this, my really good friend for a time, we're actually, it's funny how that works. You can be really good friends and then not talk too much, but basically (laughs) for a time I lived next to this girl who's amazing. And she had two kids. They're either as close together as my two youngest, or maybe even closer. And I watched her live because we worked for the same, um, nonprofit and we lived right next to each other. So I saw her life and she very openly was like, Jessica, I'm living the worst two years of my whole life. I've never lived anything as hard as I am right now. And because I saw that and like, she's a sweet girl, loves her kids. And now she's so happy. They're past that stage. And she's like, I wouldn't want it any other way. But because I was able to see that with that perspective, like, okay, this is really hard that helped me to know having more kids might be super hard for a time. So then I felt like my perspective was a little bit better versus when I had Eloise and I'm thinking it's going to be amazing. Come with you me. know, it's going to be do so natural. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's something. So sometimes having them close together might literally be the hardest thing you've done, but that's temporary. And if you have the context of like, okay, we're going to make it through this really precious and right. really hard time then on the other side of it is a lot of fun that's coming. Totally. Um, so I don't know. That's yeah, helpful. My sister and I are 16 months apart and it's okay. the greatest thing ever. Like I yeah. love it. And so when Seth and I had Aaliyah, we were like, let's go for Irish twins. Like that's two under one. Like we're yes. like, that will be so much fun. My friend did that twice. Oh my. Three. God. Yeah. All three. No, or less than a year. Yeah. Somebody was looking out for me because that did not happen for us. <laughs> and I was just, I, I remember talking to Seth being like, okay, so when we were always, we were always just try, like, I was exclusively breastfeeding because Aaliyah never, she, she never took yeah. a bottle ever. Yeah. So same with Eloise. Oh my gosh. It's so I'm like next baby. We are, they will be taking a model. Like, That's what I, I need, did I'm oh. like out, the, out the gate. Like welcome to the world. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I just remember, cause like I said, we were always like, Oh, we'll see when it happens. But because I was exclusively breastfeeding, I like had to stop night weaning at 13 months to get my period back. It was not wow. coming. So yeah. Finally, so I think we're trying the whole time because you never know, like mm, you ovulate before you get your period. Maybe you could be pregnant mm-hmm. the whole time. Who knows? And mm-hmm. Seth was like, at one point, he was like, maybe we should just wait a little while. <laughs> you seem to be really struggling. And in my head, I'm like, Shelly, we have to get it together because if you want a baby right now, you've got to convince him that you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really normal. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's, just do it. Just do. It. And my yeah. body was like. <laughs> Nah, 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 yeah. nah, thankfully. So yes. 
I just, yeah, I distinctly, we were on a walk and he was just like, I don't think that's, but my mom who, so me and my sister is 16 months apart, like I said, and she was like three years for three years. I just cried and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I want that. (laughs) And she said that, yeah, she would put us like in the crib in a safe space and just go sit on the porch and cry. And so it was kind of nice, honestly, to have that honest perspective because I was like, oh, okay. So it it can be hard, but now it's the greatest. My sister and I, like I said, we're just like, we still send each other like Zillow houses of like, okay, if we pool our money, we could get this and live in a compound. This would be great. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, we, my sister and I do that too. We're always like, okay, so where should we move that we can live together in the same house? Yeah. My sister and I are two and a half years apart. And I feel like that gap might be good. I don't know. I don't have a two and a half year gap, but I just think like, based on my experience, something slightly bigger than what I did with the second time around, but slightly shorter than the first time around, maybe could be like a spot. I don't know, but it sounds like it's all working out. Like I, cause I've talked to people who are 16 months apart and they're like, Oh, that's the worst. Me and my brother don't even talk. And I'm like, that's the best for me and my sister. So I think it depends on that. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So would you say that it sounds like obviously one to two was probably the easiest because of the Mm -hmm. age gap? Because of the age gap and because I understood the, the context for things like first time around hard times feel so long, so long, like you're in a sleep regression and you're like, Oh Oh my gosh, gosh, will this ever end? Never. And then you get over one. And then like soon after you have another one and you're like, wait, I thought we just did this. And then some teething happens and it all feels like the longest night of your whole life and they just keep happening and right yes but when it was my second time by then Eloise is four so so not only is she helpful and understanding beyond that I now have seen for four years that everything is temporary that Mm -hmm. every hard stage that she went through is already passed and now I'm on the four-year-old mark of whatever's hard and whatever's good And that helped me so much. And really that has helped me a lot with the third one, even though my transition to three was really bumpy. Um, Everything is temporary. That piece that's like loud in my head because I've seen it already with Eloise because she's now in first grade and I'm looking like, wait, but I remember holding you the same way I hold Jules and already you're a first grader, which means I'm going to blink and you'll all be in school and this is all going to be behind me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I think that helps a lot. Having, having your first baby and going through all of that automatically is going to set you up for some of those feelings whenever you have your next ones. Well, and I, I think, cause for me, I'm like, okay, two should be the transition. At least for me, I'm hoping two mm-hmm. will be a little bit simpler because we're already in this, like you said, already in this family baby mode. We need to check in with each other. If we can go do things like Seth's like, Hey, yeah. thing. And I'm like, Oh, fine. Where before you'd be like, yeah. I'm going golfing. See you later. Oh, yeah. So, right. yeah. And you're yeah. in this like mode of not a lot of sleep and Perfect. just, it, it kind yeah, of, your whole pace has already changed you're already, already going slow and you've accepted yeah. all the changes and you're, you're, in, you're in family mode mm-hmm. and you've already made a lot of the decisions. So like all the right. things that you're learning, cause you're like, what's a four month sleep regression? What's the, right. what am I going to do right. for, and just like the thousands of decisions that come with becoming a new parent, which really are only hundreds because 
as a new parent, you are, you just think that everything is catastrophic and that you're going to ruin your baby. And then the yes. second kid, you're like, I would imagine you're like, oh, yeah. My, my first baby's not ruined. I made some mistakes that I will change yeah. with the second. And that's just uh-huh. that. And then I'll make new mistakes with the second and be like, oh, well, I did that first. That's cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the weird, the weird thing is, is how fast you forget. Maybe it's because the mom brain, like you, your brain mm-hmm. melts away again. But there were lots of things that even with this now third baby, which I just went through all this stuff with Wilson. Yeah. I was Googling all kinds of things just not that long ago for Wilson. And then I'm with Jules and I'm like, I don't know how to feed you solids. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm doing it, you know, yeah, but right. so there's some stuff that I'm like, oh, well, I guess with every kid, I'm going to feel some sort of like, I'm not really sure. Let me thank goodness. I can lo- ask someone or look it yeah. up. Um, but yeah, definitely it's easier. And the decision-making stuff is easier. Weirdly stuff changes between kids, like even medical advice. When Eloise was born, they didn't want her to have strawberries for the first year. And then with Wilson, I'm like at the doctor, I was like, so I haven't been giving him strawberries. And they're like, oh, you can give strawberries. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> what else? Like what's changed? I yeah. Oh, I believe um, that. Yeah. So that's weird. I wasn't expecting that the advice changes, but I guess that's kind of life. I don't no. know. I just thought no, like things is- are clear and then you just follow the rules, Yeah. but it's not like, that. just give yeah. me the rules and I'll stick to them forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. What was the straw? Why not strawberries initially? I don't remember. I feel like it had something to do with an allergy. Like they were mm-hmm. concerned kids would have allergies, even like the peanut thing. Like yeah. I knew you couldn't give like any sort of peanut stuff with, with Eloise. But then now the doctor said something about recommending like something with peanut dust in it, because then maybe that could help. And I was like, gosh, this is confusing. Yeah. And like the risk, if your kid has an allergy, that sucks. What, yeah. yeah. I don't know. All that's right. scary. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's what my doctor told me. They're like, well, we used to recommend not giving peanuts, but now, but then we found that all those kids had, or more kids had peanut allergies because they didn't yeah. get exposed to it. Right. Now you right. expose them to it. And I don't no. know. All right. Let's take a brief break to talk about the California beach call. The California beach call was this magical baby item that I found when I was trying to figure out how to contain my baby. My mom found a playpen that was like super bulky and heavy putting together a pack and play is will make you sweat. This thing is literally up and down in seconds. It is super lightweight, super compact. You can travel with it. We set it up in our living room. You can go to the beach with it, obviously, the California Beach Co. I think they're always running a sale, but you can get an extra 10% off with my affiliate code, Hey Shayla. Everybody that I know that's bought this loves it. And get the mattress. People are like, do we need the mattress? Do we not need the mattress? Yes, otherwise it's just on the floor. So if they fall, they're not getting hurt. Get the mattress. If you go to my website, heyshayla.com backslash my dash favorites, you'll see a video of me popping it up and popping it down and how easy it is. Okay, let's get back to it. And welcome to the challenges of every single thing. Like where right. should my babies sleep? I don't know. If you do it this way, they could die. If you do it that way, they could die. If you do yes. it this way, they could die. Good luck. Don't do any of those. But yes. pick one. Yeah. It's but so stressful. Just yeah, don't let them sleep it. actually then. Yeah, yeah. They just Or let them sleep whenever they want. Yeah. That's another thing. Some moms, I only let them sleep whenever they want. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to do any of this. <laughs> it's so hard. Uh, okay. So then how, what you got, went to therapy and you had to pull in social elements. Do you feel like that's still kind of your sanity? Like now you have three. So even though we've talked about how it's gotten easier and that you've become basically a more seasoned mom, yeah, you, you're not just a mother. And so like, what right. things do you do that kind of help you find yourself, find Jess. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. This, and this is so specific. Like if I'm going to talk about this, what people should know 
is that it's got to be what's specific to the mom. Because like, for example, if we gathered a room full of moms and I told them, Hey, you guys, all of you have to start podcasts like Shayla's doing, (laughs) there are going to be a majority of them who are like, Oh, H no, I would never, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then to give that to you and be like, Hey, you totally have permission to do this for you. That's like a light in your soul. Like, Oh my gosh, I can talk to people and see them. And I don't have to (laughs) film to a camera and they don't see me back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, interact. So, so all that to say, like what I have found over the course of these years of being a mom is that it's really life-giving for me to have something I'm working towards outside of motherhood. So for me right now, it's growing my YouTube channel and not even growth of it necessarily, more like making sure that I'm adding value to my viewer lives because I could do everything I want to grow a channel, but I could just be making a bunch of noise and not actually adding like distinct value to their life. So doing that, thinking like, how can I help people in a real impactful way Um, with my business, growing my business to where it can actually be um, something that that provides for our family. Oh yeah. We have a business. Yeah. Tell us. (laughs) You know, you were the first. Yeah. Yeah, So we started, started very good mothers club, which is a, an online business. And um, it has a vision of building community alongside of it, but basically selling products to growing families that will add value to their life and will encourage the mothers and fathers who receive them and um, in the, in the family members that receive them. And, uh, and all of that was an overflow of having a YouTube channel where I really care about the people watching and being able to see like, what are their needs? How can I meet them? And Mm. how can I provide for myself? Because our family needs to be provided for. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's just how it goes. Um, And so that's something that was really like life-giving for me is finding a way to build something outside of what I'm building within this family story of being a mom and raising my kids. And uh, obviously I think you're the same, like friendships are really important to me and having a time to, to invest in my sister. That's really important to me, that relationship along with my husband and, um, you know, just whoever your core people are for me, I have certain people that I'm like, I've got to find ways to keep these relationships alive within this season that I'm in, because it keeps me alive. Like it helps me to, to know who I am. And also because motherhood is especially early motherhood, maybe always is so much of working, but not necessarily seeing like an end result, a measurable something, but in business or even in YouTube, there's more that you can measure to be yeah. like, okay, this was cool. This went well. Yeah. And with motherhood, there's like a lot of good. There's moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going so well. And I can really see, it, you know, <laughs> I, did it. I can really see that. Yeah, yeah. That something is happening here. That's an overflow of me investing in these yeah. kids. But a lot of it is not that, especially early motherhood, when you have a little baby and you're loving them like crazy and you're spending day and night and all energy on this little one, there, there are very few moments when you look at it and are like, okay, wow, this is really paying off. There's never, there's no like close, you keep going. Yeah. Um, So yeah. So for me having work outside of raising my kids. Um, for Sean, he's so supportive of that. So he is really on board with like finding ways for me to be out of the house, working away from all the kids, um, so that I can fully focus on that and then fully focus on the kids. Um, I know there are moms, there are moms who would 
hate the idea of leaving their kids to go work. And that is where it needs to be a personal decision based on like what your, what your passions are, what your gifts are and what your literal needs are, because you might need to go work for a time in order to provide for you guys, but that could be a temporary thing until you get to the thing that you really want. Um, so anyway, so yeah, for me, keeping relationships alive and then building something outside of motherhood along with raising my kids. And I like the, uh, very good mother's club. You have like specific clothing, but you also sell products that are not very good mother's club products. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I feel like that's kind of the best way because what everyone on YouTube does is recommends their favorite things. Right. And it's like, Oh, go use this link or whatever. And you're just like, yo, I put them all in one spot for you. Like these are all my favorite things. These are all the things I bought a finger toothbrush from you. Oh yeah. Thank you. She loves it. She loves brushing. My kids do too. It's insane. I was like, okay, (laughs) well this is handy. Like great. And so it's, I feel like it's a great, I love what you did with it because it it was just like, you know what? Cause I feel like this comes from all the way from the beginning, from mentoring people to like going out and doing good work and just, just constantly bringing value to people. You're still doing it and you're doing it again, or you're still doing it or whatever. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. That's so cool. When I had to do the same thing for myself, I had to figure out my needs, kind of like what you said, you have to, you have to figure out what you need. Um, and mine was definitely just people again. Like I just needed to connect with people. That's why this podcast happened. But even like in my third trimester, I got a job. I, I think I say this in every single one of my podcasts because I think it's oh. so telling, but like, I got a job at Lululemon in my third trimester at the mall. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, they're like, okay, well, this is what the your personality, is. huh? I'm like, I don't care how much you're paying me. This is, I mean, that's yeah. a great bonus, but I really am just excited to hang out with people. And like Lululemon's yeah. a great company where they're all, I'm going to fall off my chair. They're all like about personal growth and all these like really things that I'm into. And so I would get off an eight hour shift and I would call Seth and he's like, how was it? And I was like, great. It was so good. And I am pregnant. (laughs) I'm so pregnant, but I was just loving it. So when I, when I transitioned from full-time traveler to essentially full-time mom who couldn't travel with COVID, it was an identity crisis of just like, well, I'm a mom now. Like that's Mm. it. Not that that that's a huge role, but I needed something else. And so it was a lot of like, okay, why did I travel? I traveled because I liked new things. I traveled mm-hmm. because I got to learn. I traveled because I got to connect with new people all the time. So I started reading and I started taking courses and I started like trying to fill those gaps with the, the core of what I needed from travel, even mm-hmm. if I couldn't hop on a plane. And so I For think sure. that introspection is like huge. Like what are the things yeah. that feed you? that you can now mm-hmm. pull into motherhood to just keep that flame alive in your soul, essentially. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Something, something that I remember is I really wanted to find that. Like it's when I had Eloise, I remember kind of early being like, I'm sure, I'm sure I can find myself within this role, but I couldn't figure out how to do that. It took me a really long time. I would even like sit and journal and be like, okay, who am I? Like, what do I love? What are the things that I loved doing before that I'm still capable of within this new way of doing life? And it was so hard. 
to figure that out. Um, yeah. I started my YouTube channel while I think while I was pregnant. So I knew that like, that was something I could do that would just keep me communicating with people and stuff, but it took a while. And I think now looking back, it's okay. If it takes a while, I think it's really normal. Like for some of us, um, depending on our life circumstances. Oh, shoot. Let's see. Can mm-hmm. you still hear me? Yep. Okay. It's like glitched. Yeah. Um, it might be easier to find, it might be easier to find that part of us. Maybe if we have like really great people around us or really great siblings or whoever who can help like remind us, but then sometimes it just takes a while and eventually it all makes sense. But I'm thinking of like moms who might hear us and be like, Oh, I wish that I could do like what Shayla did, like know that about myself while pregnant and then transition that in. But I imagine when you were inside of that feeling, it didn't happen that black and white, like, Oh, here's what I need to do. Yeah. And so I'm just thinking like for them, we, we want them to hear like, it's okay. If it takes a while, like pick up a book. Does it feel fun to read? No. Okay. Put that book back down and go for a walk. Is that fun? No. Okay. Stop walking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like get time away from your kid. Does that feel good? Spend more time. Yeah. Cause I think there's a lot of guilt too, with not being with your kid. And I, I found that like, if I can give a hundred percent to my work, I can give a hundred percent to my kid or instead of mm-hmm. 50, 50 all the time. Hey, just watch this show real quick. While I send an email, like that feels gross yeah. on all accounts. Yeah, so I do it sometimes sure. because I have to, of course, but is it yeah. better to be like, okay, this is my work time bubbled mm-hmm. out. And now I can spend undivided with you. It's yeah. way better. I'm, I'm the same. I prefer yeah. that. But there's also moms that are listening going, what are you guys talking about? I found myself in motherhood. I find joy in it every day. And I, and I think that's fantastic. I think I was so those moms, right? I I honestly, what you had a baby and you found yourself. I can't find anywhere, (laughs) but now it just all takes all a while. Yeah. And everybody's experience is so different, but I think that's why it's important to hear all those different experiences and, and and it's, I think it's hard sometimes to share ours just because like I said, it sometimes comes off like negative or complaining, but I think it's just like a leveling and a connecting of just like, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. If you feel this way, you've got a six-year-old things will get better. Things will get hard again. If you have another one, they might, they might not, who knows? And it's just, yeah, everyone's experience I think is so unique and just honoring all of it. Speaks to that. Somebody wrote me recently and was like, you always say it will get better but I have older kids and it gets harder. And I, I think like that might be true. Like we, you and I might end up experiencing seasons of motherhood later that we're like, Oh my gosh, this is way harder than the big, but I think, and I guess what I hope will be easier is that we will already have a sense of identity that grounds us in the midst of those things. Cause I think when we first have our babies, that's what gets flipped all around. In addition to everything that's hard about taking care of a new baby. Yeah. But then when they're, if we're facing some sort of like teenager issues, which I frequently get messages about, which I don't doubt will be challenging. Yeah. Um, my hope would be that by then, um, we have something inside of us that's more rooted <laughs> than right. we did. Yeah. First had our little baby. And, um, and that that part maybe is what gets easier, even if the raising of the kids itself is hard. Yeah. I've gotten the same things like, oh, it's, it gets harder in different ways. And I think, I mean, that's even true now. Breastfeeding was, insane 
Mm-hmm. Feeding a child three meals a day and cleaning up after that's also insane. So like, that's the only transition that I understand, but I think you're right. Like it is yeah. going to get hard in different, in different ways. And we can only speak to what we know. And I think that's what we do on our YouTube channel is like, look, this might not be your story. This is just mine. I'm just sharing it. Take it or leave sure. it. But exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's spot on. So, okay. So how people can find you Instagram, Jess Hover. Jess like, under. Okay. They can yeah. very good mother club, very good mother's club. Club.com. And my YouTube channel, my name, Jessica Hover. Love it. And that's sad. That's yeah. Sad. And I gave out my address one time. So for those people who saw that, they can come to my front door. <laughs> what? Twice. First, I accidentally had my address on every order that we were shipping out for Very Good Mothers Club because I didn't realize. Oh but then, like, thankfully, the initial buyers of the pe- yeah. of our stuff are like my people. Yeah. So, like, they could have it. But, yeah. um, and then another time, I guess I had it in a video and I didn't know it was like behind my head. And someone wrote me, like, hey, just look up your house on Google Maps. I know exactly where it is. And so I just wanted to let you know that it's known where it is. And I was like, oh, great. Oh, <laughs> so, my God. Yeah. So okay. that's not good. <laughs> it's also usually at the bottom of emails. So if you send out emails, oh, yeah. That, we did that one time with us. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So like a handful of people around the world know exactly where it's fine. You probably don't even live there anymore, except for you said that you do. (laughs) We We have a security system and cameras though. So at least we'll know who (laughs) we also have a pit bull. So yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of police all around. (laughs) It's just so vicious. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of police. They actually just circle my house because I asked them to love. They kind of do though, because I think our next door neighbors, (laughs) if you're listening, sorry, but, um, I think they do a different kind of business oh. <laughs> that brings the police a lot. <laughs> well, they probably make more money than you do. <laughs> oh, thank you. I believe. <laughs> I do believe. All right. Well, on yeah. that note. <laughs> so if Very Good Mothers Club, Very Good Mothers Club fails, then I'll be hired by them. So if you don't see me online. I'm going to go next door and ask if they've got, <laughs> do you have an open position? Yeah, I'm pretty good at sales. <laughs> Yeah. So oh my that's God, my that's future so if this funny. doesn't work out. <laughs> well, good to know. That's hilarious. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on. I am stoked to just to get to know you more and chat all the things. And thanks for being honest about all of it and just sharing your sharing your story. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for what you do on the internet. If if only I had you. If only when I Googled six years ago what I was Googling, if you would have popped up. Yeah. I would have had a much different story. So I'm really thankful. Well, that means that you were a pioneer. Oh, see, and that's what I try to be. Wowza. Pioneer (laughs) Jess. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Amazing. I will talk to you soon. Okay. Let me know when you have your next baby. Okay. In the internet. We'll be very excited. (laughs) We'll do. Well, and then we'll process that out loud all over the internet. I'll be right. I'll have all the questions for you this time. Perfect. (laughs) all right thank you guys so much for listening if you enjoyed it please share with somebody you think would love and i would be so honored if you would subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment and rating below so i can know what you guys are digging what you want more of just connect with you a little better thank you so much for listening and i'll see you next time